Welcome to the Filmwork Podcast, where we try and cheer it one shot at a time. I'm one half the Filmwork Robert Carr, also joined by the other half the Filmwork Richard Scott. Howdy! And I'm also joined by the third official, unofficial member of the Filmwork, Christian Foreman. Hi there, darling. <laughs> um, I can't really do an accent like that, so I won't even try. Um, I'm going to go straight into me facts, so we do facty fact off. Right. <laughs> what the fact? Round what one. Fact? So uh, this is where I normally say a fact, but Christian has joined in um, about <laughs> saying a fact. So I'm going to go... Uh, first with my fact and um, Bruce Lee everyone knows who Bruce Lee is yep he will karate chop you in half aye he was so fast that he the uh, they had to run the film in the cameras slower so they could catch his moves because he was that quick he was that quick and he can't Honestly. slow down because you know he's a beast of a, of yeah. a guy and he doesn't want to slow down so that's a good fact that is well, yeah. apparently this is a fact that it's not related to filmmaking, but it was it was the peak of his physical fitness that when he took an aspirin, he, he killed him because of the impurities in the in the drug. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if that's true or not, but like he was so perfect in his health that any addition of of anything like that would yeah. do him in. Would do him in. So apparently uh, that's how he died. Yeah. Oh, apparently he's not dead and he's undercover for the Hong Kong police. Hong Kong police now, isn't he? That's a conspiracy <laughs> that theory. That sounds better. Yeah, that, that that's so much yeah. better. Him and Tupac yeah. <laughs> have joined forces. Uh, my fact is, you know, the, the famous Star Wars opening credit crawl where, you know, it gives you the, in a, in a galaxy far, far away type writing. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Um, obviously they, they couldn't, there was no like, software that did that for them so it was like a physical moving the camera over a, a model with the writing on it yeah on a conveyor belt on a conveyor belt yeah that's my fact and it was difficult because they had to do it each time for the, um for the different languages so they had to write it out and, oh, and right, film yeah. that each time yeah. for uh, like Spanish, that's french and spanish never, and german never thought about that they would just copy and paste that into like google translate now wouldn't they yeah probably <laughs> yeah, i mean probably. They'll, probably, they'll probably get an expert but google so translate that, that's my fact i like both those facts but i did know about the star wars facts. you always know about my and facts. i think that star wars facts most people will probably know okay. the Bruce Lee fact. What was it again? He had, they had to slow the, the speed of the, the that's, film. That's down. very much like that's filmmaking. He was that, that's technical. He was that quick. He was that quick. Oh, that was that. Quick. I think I'm. I'm gonna have to say Rob wins. I would have went with Rob this week as yeah, well. Yeah, yours was a good fact though. Yeah. I think his was just really good. <laughs> Boyd, I found out like two seconds ago. Um, Christian, <laughs> let us know what we're doing on this week's podcast. I, I realise I don't have my notes up, so I'm just gonna wing it. So on this week's podcast, we've got news and views where Rob will be talking about. Um, camera stuff camera stuff and then and you haven't seen that we're going to be talking about Thelma and Louise and then we've got a trivia we've got, we've got some uh, uh, listeners comments I'm going to read some of them out and then in between all those segments we've got a trivia challenge where Rob will be uh, competing against Rich and it's like 3-1 now I don't even know Rob's definitely winning, winning. But we might have to get a we'll get a score, t- check. score, score check Yeah. Uh, and this week's theme because of Emily's comment last week is is female um, actors or female filmmakers so that's what this trivia challenge is going to be about and then if you want to send us any questions or comments or topic suggestions you can find us on twitter at the film look or you can email us at the film look at gmail.com yep that's it right mm-hmm. that is it that's everything christian <laughs> news and views nah, nah, nah. news and views nah, nah, nah. i don't have any news this week i've just got views uh, the first one is from a channel that we've mentioned many times before dslr video shooter he puts like uh, little videos together about like a hundred dollar um monitors or a hundred dollar light kit and he's got a video lighting kit for which you can get for a hundred dollars and it's built up of like a softbox and an led like bulb which it's like a, a normal screw-in bulb but it's like full out leds and he says it's a great way to uh like you know if you're just starting out and you need uh need the softbox and the panel and if you're just doing like bedroom stuff and it's quite portable as well and i think Bedro- bedroom stuff you know like uh vloggers and stuff in the bedroom oh, okay and, uh, <laughs> maybe it's actually yeah so it's definitely clarified that um and it's a good little kit for a hundred dollars um obviously you can you can build on that as well you can get a couple of more of these sites that he says um and it's definitely you know we we still use soft boxes which didn't cost us any more than that um light stands that didn't cost us any more than this for a lot of our studio stuff um and we've had that stuff for like four or five years um and this stuff looks like a little bit of better quality and color and um 
and just the way it is built. So we would definitely recommend this kit to other people as well if you are just starting out or if you just need some studio stuff where you, you might use it every day or you might not. So um, it's a good video and it goes a little bit more into depth about the different setups and how to use it. Uh, it's a good channel, go check it out like at Dayslaw yeah. Video Shooter. Um, the next video is from um, two seconds. Vanity so, Fair. Vanity Fair. Which is a channel you wouldn't necessarily recommend, like think you would get like filmmaking tips from Vanity Fair, but they do. They, they, they interview um, directors and actors. Well, they produce a lot of high quality content, right? Yeah, they do. They've, They've got, got a lot of amazing. money to spend on their marketing. Yeah, and they, they, they put some amazing stuff out. And this one is they actually interview and the composers who made the Stranger Things soundtrack. Oh, right. Um, so these are these are musicians themselves, and the the the. That when they were kind of making um, Stranger Things, they were using some of their music, and they were like, "Well, do you want to come on board and compose it?" Um, and obviously, they said yes. Um, they do a lot of things um, like analog, so it's a lot of the old synths, and they get all of the equipment like that and do it, do it. And it's just provide some really good information about just the process that they went through of working with the people on the show to them making the music. Um, I remember it's a good. It was a good uh, score as well. Yeah, wasn't it? it's, it's it, beautiful. It, it's it's one of the things I think attracted me to the show. Hearing that going the eighties nostalgia and hearing the synths and stuff, which yeah, it's I like. It's cool, anyway. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, especially like the optical effects of the opening title and things like that. It just they it had got like it, a really nice. Yeah, they yeah. did. Um, and uh, what was interesting in the video, they actually um used. Um, some stuff that they'd made, you know, three, four years prior in the film. You know, the stuff they just kind of put together and worked on, or it was stuff from the actual their original songs, and then they put it into the Stranger Things soundtrack. And it's definitely one of those soundtracks that is very recognisable by a lot of people in the last couple of years from a TV show. Um, so yeah, I reckon but- musicians probably do that quite a bit don't they they're, when they're making their own stuff they'll mm-hmm. be like oh well I, I did this a while ago let's yeah. bring this in and see um, if this works um, the other kind of artists I know who like you know especially like musicians I've got stuff in the charts was on Tron um, obviously the soundtrack's by Daft Punk yeah. which suits suits their style and actually in the film as well um, in the actually DJing in the nightclub yeah. with the helmets on because in their in their latest album cover they look like they're yeah. from Tron right yeah, yeah. Um, obviously you can find that f- they made the full full album for that uh, in the in it and they're just DJing and it, it all fits in um, so yeah like I said this kind of uh, this kind of YouTube channel you wouldn't necessarily think you would get some like information like filmmaking and um, education from it but go check it out they've got a bunch of videos on there as well right and the last video is from sorry everything's just taking ages to load today uh the royal ocean film society um is does like film review videos and the one that is just brought out is what is the average age um of a director's debut film so when when average age of the director when he made the film yes so first feature first first feature do you want to take a guess 41, 42. Average is, wow. Uh, no, uh, you, uh, that's a lot older than what he got. You, have you well, read I've read it, yeah, read so enough? sorry. Um, so the average age, he took 750 directors and worked out, um, when they made their first feature film, the average age was 32.6 years old. Oh, okay. Which kind of is kind of a little bit hope for me. Cause is that I, um, first feature that's been part of a major studio? Is that just first feature ever? First feature to be, like, distributed. Right, okay. There's a, there's a few more bit of information about that. So that was 750 directors. I'm 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 29, so this kind of, like, yes, 32.6. 32. 32.6. But yeah, you if, were born in 1929. 1929, yes. Um, but if you want, if you were making an animated film, the average age of a, the first-time director of an animate, animated film was 38.6 years. So, okay. But Brad Bird, who did Iron Giant, and then he went on to do Incredibles, Incredibles yeah. he was 42 when he made his first feature film. Well, because um, it probably takes him 40-odd years to get the film animated. Yeah, that's pretty... Well, that obviously them, them take quite a while to do. Um, he does then split all of this information up. So he goes into detail about... Um, directors who um, had connections, so the the sons or the daughters of people in the industry. Mm-hmm. He also goes into depth about people who already worked in the industry um, and had many credits as a writer. So um, Aaron Sork, Sork um, what's he called? He did the Social Network. It's, his first name is Aaron. He did. He's, he does, that guy. Yeah. Um, Wears glasses. Yeah. He's on all of the YouTube adverts. Yeah. For masterclass. I can't remember what he's called. I forget. Um, he, you know, he he was a writer, but then he didn't direct his first feature until he was like forty-two. Yeah. But he'd been he, he wrote a bunch before that. So what he did is he's taken all of these people out, all of that type of thing, and 
there was 100 people left it was out of the 750 who had no connection with people in the film industry. 100 people out of 750, you can do the, the maths there, you know, the percentage does go down of how many people actually break in. Break in. Um, it kind of goes into that a little bit detail. Are they older or younger? No, the, the average age was um, uh, actually 28. Ah. So it doesn't make too much of a difference. Obviously, you have some people who, um, like uh, like Peter Jackson was actually 26. Martin, Martin Scorsese was also 26. Who, who Who's the oldest then? Who's on the older side of that timeline? Um, you're talking like 50s and yeah. 60s, but they'd already been working in the industry for X amount of years. But just not directing. But just not directing. That's directed. when they had like an occupation yeah. change. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like I said, Pete Jackson, 26. Scorsese, 26. Damien Chazelle and Kevin Smith were both 24 when they brought out their first feature films that was distributed. So these must be the type of people who make something and then it like randomly gets picked up from a film yeah. festival. Yeah. They're, they're like the stars... The the zero point one percent of the the lucky yeah. few that actually like make something uh, that's completely yeah that actually wicked. go down and then you know see the, the spirals after that and they yeah. go on to make you know so a lot put, of these people have probably made independent features mm-hmm. but it just so happens that the people at Sundance didn't watch it yeah so then it didn't get distributed mm-hmm. such as like Clerks Kevin Clerks. Smith made Clerks when he was twenty four yeah. I imagine yeah and. Someone probably made something very similar, probably even better than Clerks when they were well, 24 at the same had, uh, time. You had Goodwill, Goodwill Hunting, which was uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Yeah. They were exceptionally young, weren't they? Yeah, when they, they obviously they got the writing credit for that. Um, and, but they, they oh, were they didn't like, direct. They didn't direct. Right, no. okay. um, so this, this is solely on direction. And the, the kind of the guy in the video talks about, you know, he's, he wants to be a film director and I think he's 29 as well. And he says, well, you know, if it's 32, it's coming soon. And that kind of gives him hope because yeah. at least he's going down the right well, path. Well, that's, that's, that's the average as well. Yeah. So you've, you'll have people at the other end yeah. that balance it out. And you'll have outliers that felt like their first debut is when they're older or when they're yeah. younger. Yeah. Um, I think um, well, obviously a lot of this information is um, all about past film directors from the past, you know, six years and then before that. Um, and obviously the last couple of years with like YouTube and more people getting into filmmaking and a yeah. little bit more accessible with the DSLR revolution. It's more competition now, isn't it? More competition, um, but people can make better content in a way, you know, yeah. Yeah, and better looking content. Uh, you know, the technology is there. Um, so this average age might go down. People might get more chances like from things like Netflix yeah. and they, yeah. they're promoting a lot of that. Um and I don't, but the thing is, I don't think it matters. I think you'll make your feature film. If you make it, um, it's because you've probably worked towards that. Mm, um, yeah. You've made a lot of shorts. It's, it's not, it. it's not a competition, Rob. You're no, only in not. competition with yourself. Yes. Um, and it I is think- a competition. <laughs> Life is a competition. You've got to win. Otherwise, what are you doing? What are you doing on earth if you don't want to win? You don't want to win. What's the point? Yep. I'd be interested to see how many short films all these people made before they made the feature. Yeah. Because when Kevin Smith made... <clears throat> Uh, it was probably Clerks at 24 Peter Jackson at 26 they must have made a, a shed load of, yeah, of yeah, shorts and yeah. music videos or something yeah, to you, be able to make something successful because I've seen features that people post I mean I've only watched the trailers but the trailers of these feature films that people have made and they've not made any shorts before mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. in all honesty they look absolutely crap <laughs> yeah. they tell a crap story they look crap they sound crap yeah. the acting's crap yeah you need to learn how to yeah. make a good feature. I mean, the the majority of people in this list out of the seven hundred fifty had been either in the industry or had been making stuff. So, for example, um, oh, who's the guy who did all the music videos before? He Fincher. He did um, about hundred music videos before he even touched his first feature. Yeah, same he, with uh, Ridley Scott. He made a lot of adverts. Yep, yeah, a lot He's of adverts. He's famous for making the Apple advert, the nineteen eighty four one. Yeah. So all you know, if you can get into the industry in so many different ways, you've just got to make stuff and be con. Constantly, keep going. constantly making yeah. stuff, and if you get to make your feature, great. If you don't, just keep making it until you know, either you run out of steam or you you you, you get there. So, um, great video from uh, that guy. Um, he goes into a little bit more detail about the directors that kind of, um, who at the different age ranges and what they made. So go check it out, and all those will be in the description uh, below. And that's the end of news and views. Nah, nah, nah. News and views. Nah, nah, nah. Right, trivia time. Right. You know, every week I forget what the score is. Can yeah. I, I'm going to write it down this week. Is this, okay. your, is this your notebook? Can I use it? Yeah, of course you can. Okay, yeah. let me get this. Let's entertain yourself. So this week's quiz is... <laughs> <laughs> there's no well, free pages in there's this. There's no free pages. No, just put it on anywhere. Okay. I'll, okay. I'll, oh, you know, there's a computer in front of you. You could put it on there. <laughs> I always lose it on the computer. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Rob, Rich, nil, nil. Right. If okay. anyone knows the score, actually, please email in. I'm sh- JJ, you probably know, don't you? <laughs> yeah. JJ will know. Right. This week's trivia or is. Or Teddy will know. Or Greg will know. Yeah. Somebody will yeah. know. Yeah. Except us. And we're the ones sitting here with the microphones. Mm-hmm. But Rob's definitely winning. Especially after last week. I got absolutely tanned. <laughs> Rob knows everything about Rocky. Yeah. The new Creed trailer came out and I was just like, uh, the story in the last one was this, 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 and this. Uh, and I've only seen you it like... You surprised yourself, didn't yeah, you? I was like, I've only seen it once. <laughs> uh, so thanks to Emily's comment last week, this week's theme, I suppose, is is female filmmakers. Uh, we're, we're watching Thelma and Louise this week. Uh, we'll, we'll probably talk about it a bit more. So this this trivia is just guess the theme. You know how she said we can't uh, remember female actors? Yeah. So this is I just mean, it's tell name, me. It's names in general that I struggle with, not yeah, just me female too. ones. Yeah, me too. It's I like can't remember names. names. Yeah. So this is name the name the actor based on this clip of them in a film. Cool. Okay. Very basic. Very cool. Simple. Bet Sandra Bullock is in this at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Here is the first one. Ah, oh, it's an advert. Just ignore the advert. Gonna skip it. We'll f- speak five, over the advert. So, um, <laughs> I hear it is here. Not advertising. And don't forget. I'm also just a girl. Oh, it's thingy out of Pretty Woman, isn't it? Not Stand Pretty Woman. Boy. Yep. What's Julia name? Roberts. Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. Man, I knew the film. You shouldn't have mentioned the film. Because I, <laughs> I didn't one, guess her. I'm scoring one to Rich on my not Julia there. Roberts. I'll, the thing is, I'll I'll know the film even if I haven't seen it. Don't more mention than, the film. More than the actor, yeah. Because you, you give us it there. I've not seen that, but, but I need to get I'm, my points I know, back. I know what film it is. I'm weird that way. <laughs> So remember, remember, Rob, she's called Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. Okay, I'll write that down. <laughs> We've already had Julia Roberts. Right, number two. On our very first day at Harvard. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> it's Reese Witherspoon. I know this will be... Um, Can we watch uh, Legally, Legally Blonde, Blonde Legally on Blonde. the podcast? Not I think so that'd be absolutely amazing. I, I watched Legally Blonde um, in January and I've never seen it before. It was really good. I've never seen it. It was, so, it was so good. All right, we'll put that on the list. <laughs> I don't know where the list is. but <laughs> uh, Last one for this round. Rich is winning 2-0. Total? Oh... Well, I know it's. What's her name? It's obviously the Wizard of Oz. I forget her name. Who's in the Wizard of Oz? No, I don't feel get this. I can't. I, it, I'll uh, say the name and you'll go. Ka- oh. Catherine Hepburn. No, not with Catherine Hepburn. Hepburn. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Audrey no, no. something. No, Audrey Hepburn's not in it. Um, it was uh, Judy Garland. Judy, Judy Garland. Garland yeah. yeah, it's yeah. these classic actresses are all look the same though, don't they? Actress. <laughs> no, she sounds. She sounds. She's got a very sound, unique yeah, yeah. Uh, voice and, and yeah. I know the films, I just don't know any of the actors, like names. Who's yeah. Catherine Hepburn? She's Audrey Hepburn's sister, right? What does yeah. she look like? Yeah. I'll, I will look up on you my look, own. Why don't you look while we start? Um, yeah, what's it called? You haven't seen that? You haven't seen that? Uh, we're going to be talking about Thelma and Louise. Thelma and Louise is a 1991 American road film directed by Ridley Scott and written by Callie Corey. It stars Gina Davis as Thelma and Susan Sarandon as Louise, uh, two friends who embark on a road trip with unforeseen circumstances. Uh, The supporting cast include Harvey Keitel, uh, Michael Madsen and Brad Pitt, whose careers were launched by this film. Ah, interesting. Interesting fact. He did Uh, look young though, didn't he? Brad Pitt. Yeah, young lad. Early fact, I think he got paid like six grand for his work in this film. And then like two years later, he was getting paid 10 million. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, this film became a critical and commercial success, receiving six Academy Award nominations and winning one, which was for... Writing. Writing. Writing, yep. Get in. Uh, One, one. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I've got, really. So I've seen this before. I think neither of you have seen this. No, I've not seen this. Uh, Interestingly, Rich last week didn't know the ending. Yeah, I knew the ending because of The Simpsons. Um, I know of the ending. Yeah. I didn't know it, it was, was this to film. this film. This ending, right. Yeah, Did you so know when it was happening, you knew I was, was like, gonna, oh, was I know what's going to happen. The Simpsons? Yeah. <laughs> Potentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Probably The Simpsons. That's spoiler alert, sure, which they yeah. really should have spoiler alert on. <laughs> 
I love this. I love this guitar, by the way. I could just listen to this through the whole conversation. Let's, let's, let's not. We'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> All right. Well, Christian, you you were the one who suggested it, so why don't you talk about this for a bit? Oh, I didn't write anything down. I like this film. Wow. Okay. Yep. I just like the tone of this film. I think it's a very difficult tone to um, create. Um, you don't see many American films set in it's the, not the desert. It's the desert, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's around the Grand Canyon. Around the it's Grand in the South ish. I like the themes that it brings up of uh, that kind of female empowerment and that just as the story as a whole of them going on on the road and being outlaws and and you it's it's one of those films where you, the perspective is told from the not the just, they're not villains but they are definitely in the wrong yeah but because we spend so much time with them we are on their side mm-hmm. yeah it's the even, justified yeah they're mm-hmm. the bad protagonist and yeah. the hero is that a yeah yeah, and that hero? That would be? yeah sympathetic so. characters I suppose yeah. Uh, even though, yeah, one of them did outright murder a person, and the other is an armed robber. Yeah, but um, we, yeah, we have a lot of sympathy for the characters. I just like the characters. I like the themes, and I like the tone, and I like the skull. Yeah, yeah, the skull's really, <laughs> yeah. really good. And I think good, the, yeah. the the ending is a, quite a famous thing, and I want to talk about that. Yeah, um, that's why I chose it. I I really liked how this was set up. You know, the first kind of. 20 minutes um we get to we introduce them we see their world and we see kind of what they're fighting against and what they're fighting against is the men around them and bringing them down and uh and obviously they're going on this trip to you know um fishing trip yeah just to try and get away and you know like female empowerment um and i really like that 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 of it i think you get introduced the characters super early and the message the message that it's trying to um you know that it's it's telling is really good um you know this says one of the lines is they can't go back after they've done everything and it's more of a metaphor like we can't go back to the men in our lives and i really like that the problem that i had with this movie is all of that is kind of taken away when it turns into an 80s slash 90s action film um, which in the last the last part yeah it it completely changes tone and it turns into something where I'm just like on Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to turn up in that helicopter with machine guns and gun them down and yeah, say some I cheesy see. line uh, then like freeze suckers I don't know I see what you mean because when the, the whole army <laughs> was made just famous by Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. freeze suckers I don't know I couldn't think of anyone <laughs> no he did say that he, he says, might as well just come to the you know Take, him to, take the, him to the, the cooler. cooler. <laughs> you know, it, it, like it, it turned into a cheesy action film, and I think all of that kind of took away from what the message was Actually, about. Actually, I never thought about that. I think you might be right. Yeah, and I, like, I, but I love the tone. I, they, they, is the characters, two of them, even though they're a little bit stupid in a in a lot of this. Um, it just changes tone, and I think the message is then just kind of lost. Yeah. In a way. But, Rich. I really like this film. Particularly I really like the look of this. This is something that stood out and obviously we'll talk about this in the um in the cinematography. Like you say that the it takes quite a while for them to really get on the road and get going and for mm. obstacles to start. Yeah. It's like 20 minutes in and that's when the she shoots the guy. Yeah. So yeah. It, you know it's, that's the real sort of call call yeah. to action, isn't yeah. it? In mm. a in a I sense. I think it's a good enough the, time because we've stuck enough time with them and then Yeah, yeah. we 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 gain a love of the characters. Mm-hmm. We understand that they're both quite different and they're both going to contribute something um separate mm. uh, but then obviously come together towards the end or halfway through even. Oh. Um I like that they're both quite different as well. Uh, you know, two white chicks. It's interesting because they're, they're like 10 years apart. Mm-hmm. Which So it's like a mother-daughter relationship type mm. of thing happening. But that's all I've got. But uh, the, the characters, the way they interact with each other, it does seem quite genu- genuine. Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, the character, whether I'm going to get these mixed up <laughs> all the way through this, uh, Louise. Um, obviously, she's set up. She is the probably the stronger she's of the like two. The, the, the leader yeah. to begin with. The the leader to begin with, and you know she obviously shoots the guy, and uh, you know she's the she, she's the one who's going calling she, the shots, ca- calling shots. Come on this trip at, just yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. Um, I I think Louise changed. Uh, uh, Felma kind of changes throughout, but then goes back and kind of stuff that happens in the film doesn't then 20 minutes later, she's kind of forgetting about and it doesn't Fair. affect her. Thelma's Thelma a bit more free-spirited. She just takes things as they come and yeah. and that's why she's probably, she's quite easily brushes off that, all the really yeah. terrible things that happened to her. Yeah, mm. I, I, I got the tone that it wasn't so much free-spirited that she's just a bit dumb. 
and she she doesn't yeah, like you said, stuff that happens to her, she just doesn't think about it. It doesn't it hasn't affected her twenty minutes later. And what does happen to her? And I think I think it would the situation that you know the guy got shot. What was happening to her was terrible, and it I just felt when she met the Brad Pitt character, it was just all forgetting about. I think that's an editing issue as well. So yeah, the, that night she, you know, attempted rape. She very yeah. very nearly gets raped, and then they murder a man. And then the next night, I think it's twenty four hours later, she's yeah. having the best sex of her life with Brad Pitt. Yeah, and I just which to be fair, you wouldn't say no, no to Brad Pitt. But, but if it was a day later, maybe you would. Yeah, you know, I just didn't get that with the film. I you think, would. You, you. I felt like at that moment, she would have still. Been a bit creeped I mean, out. Um, yeah. It's so difficult. She would have been defensive about you know, it. We three white guys talking about around the table about this, but I just, I, I from the message this film's trying to tell you, I just think it's convoluted with, or like, this is what I think a it's man throwing too many things yeah, out. This, you know, this is kind of all oh, this would happen, but it wouldn't in real life, and it just there's just too many things that contradict each other, and it just misses the tone of what this film's trying to tell. I mean, I did like the action stuff in the end, but it just it just kind of takes away what the message is all about. It doesn't about. feel like it's this one complete package. No, it feels kind of like two different films in a I way. I agree with you in that sense, but I'd see, I, I don't think I was all that bothered about that the action stuff being so separate. Mm-hmm. I think because it like it became such a ridiculous film. Like yeah. it, 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 the escalation kept happening, and then obviously at the end you've got like yeah, I mean the, loads of helicopters and dozens yeah, of cars. With the escalation, at least it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And you know when that truck explodes, I, I did have a bit of a laugh at myself. I'm just like, yeah. all right, it's going this way. It's you know it, it's going. And it's this like way. you know they've set them in the south of the USA. You know that it's all cowboys and gunslinging yeah, in a sense. It's, it's almost it's, it's the west rather than the south. Yeah, oh, the I mean, West, I mean sorry, I the only thing is, I would say about the 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 truck exploding is like the fire, like three bullets at it, and it yeah. like explodes. I'm just like, but is that? Can you forgive it for being like the nineties? But it's a kind it's, of it's yeah. a it's a metaphor, Rob. It's a phallic symbol. No, that no, they're exploding. I, I, no, I come, I come, <laughs> I, I understand the message throughout this, and that it, it's a lot of this is metaphor, and obviously the drive off spoilers, the drive off the cliff at the end, and it's just you know what we're just going to get away from all of the because all yeah. of the there's like. 40 policemen, 40 cars. I would get away from so, all of these men behind us and just basically just so stick why, our fingers about them. Why don't we talk about the end yeah. while we're there? So they drive off a, a cliff and it's, it's again, Float, it's, a float big, away. it's a big metaphor. They chose <laughs> like to, <Greece. laughs> it's a big, they, you know, they knew they were going down. They were going to go to prison. There's nowhere out of this. They're surrounded by the, what seems like the military uh, and yeah, helicopters. Yeah, five star rock. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Two, two, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I was expecting them so, to pull a rocket launcher out and start yeah. shooting them. Like, I mean, when that the, the thing the, when that helicopter, co- the, you know, the yeah. one, and, it's, and it just, like, I was expecting the Gatling guns to begin, and they yeah. were dodging them, and, and then Arnie's just there with his big muscles, like jumps down, and saves them. them. Yeah. I just, I just think that wasted. Just, yeah, <laughs> I just think kind of that, like it just takes it in a completely different direction. Right. Yeah. It and feels almost in a way like someone else is telling the story. Yeah, like it's it's escalated because someone else. It's like Chinese whispers in a sense. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know you were saying they would be traumatized. I feel like part of their trauma is, or part of the the output of their trauma is all this like yeah. crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they're forgetting about you know, the attempted rape and the murder at the beginning by being mental at the end, you know, mm. going pure aga, as you would say, <laughs> as I would say. I don't even say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, all right, well, we've, we've talked a bit about the writing, but what do you think about the overall plot of this film? So it's a story of... There's three clearly distinct acts in this. Is that working, Rob? Yeah, it's working. Um you know, the first one, they go on this road trip, every go yeah. happy-go-lucky, they just escape in their lives for a weekend. Uh, Thelma's got a, not an abusive husband, just a bit of a useless one at home. <laughs> Shoot Emma um, Gavin. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Louise is obviously having some sort of issues that we never really get to know. But uh, anyway, they have each other and they go on this long weekend away. And then they go to the club and then they kill this guy. Mm-hmm. And then that's when this next act starts which with them as effectively on the run. Mm-hmm. It's uh, kind of what we would say. That's how you get it, like the new world in the film. So there's certain uh, ways, like structures of films, and this is kind of like them. Um, is that their, their introdu- introduction to the new world? Yeah, let's, let's read the world. list out. Actually, uh, 
So we've got the ordinary world as your first act. So the yeah, ordinary so that's world what is, is the you know the the husbands and the the men around them kind of um, kind of telling them what to do. There yeah. Is. Uh, then we've got an incident, which is the the shooting. It could be the shooting, but it could also be the in- incident of them of her not telling her husband that she's going yeah, away. Yeah, it's actually the initial going away on the road trip. Yeah. So right. that's okay. the incident right. that's, that's happened. That's the incident yeah. that then, because if they didn't go on the road trip, it wouldn't happen. Yeah. So that's the incident. Um, call to action. So what's the call to action in this film? I mean, uh, probably the call to action is now we're talking in the gun. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because, it's there, it's yeah. there on them on the run, right? And then you've got the refusal of the call, which I guess is kind of... Um, you know, what? Uh, one of them wants to go to Mexico, the other one hasn't really figured it out yet. Yeah, the, so, they've got that decision to make, so maybe it's actually, uh, do we go to the police at the beginning? Yeah, and then, yeah, or, or so do that's we, the or refusal, do we run? Yeah. yeah. And then obviously the second call to action is, yes, we're both going to go to Mexico. Yeah. Um, and then the arrival, arrival in, in the new arrival world. Arrival in the new world. And um, the things we'll mention right now, we've actually got a video about them, which we'll put in uh, the description below. And it's kind of uh, a breakdown of how to make a feature film. Now, there isn't a hairy mentor in this film. No, there's um, a sympathetic policeman. Maybe there is, yeah, a sympathetic policeman. Can yeah. I just, uh, Harvey Cartel, yeah. um, who I thought was crap. Did oh, you? Really? I thought you his, like I thought his acting in this was it's, it's strange. He it's doesn't normally default, isn't it? He doesn't normally no play real... this role. Mm-hmm. He normally plays like a a gangstery type, mm-hmm. a bit more rounded. Whereas this is just a good guy. You He's know who like should a... have played him, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, <laughs> he would have done a better job. Um, what we got next? We got meet the locals arriving and arrival in the new Brad, world. Brad He's got. Kind of Oh yeah, I meet the logos. There you go. It does Brad Pitt. Fit, fit this pretty nicely. Yeah, it's it? it's kind of fit, it's meeting the other type of criminals and not so nice what, people. What's the what's the final act on your little board there? Uh, you've got like final battle. Um, final so battle, which la- is life five, or death. Five star GTA ring. Yeah. Seize the trophy. And, and, then, then, and then back to the ordinary world. Which uh, their ordinary world is kind of just um, uh, chased back home as well. Yeah. Which is kind of like when. Uh, What's her name? Thelma or Louise huh. meets uh, the guy who looks like Elvis. Yeah, Louise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of the structure. And it kind of fits in with with that as well. Um, All right, direction then. What do you think of the uh, direction of this execution? Overall visual identity and the performances. Um, I think the direction. Um, for me, it is a little bit convoluted between, you know, the writer um, who was a female to then Ridley Scott, who was a male, and oh, let's put these big action things in and make it a little bit more manly. Um, yeah. I, I like, I like the women doing all of that and the way they, they keep interacting with that other truck driver and then eventually blow up his truck because he's just a, it's just a pig of a man. Mm-hmm. And I like that, but I, yeah, I just think it, it there's a the message kind of maybe gets lost for me. Do you think it's maybe because a lot of the film feel, feels like uh, serious issues, mm-hmm. um, some real morals and messages yeah. for people to digest, but Which then at the great. other time it's, we've that's got so good. this unbelievable 90s action film. Yeah, it just goes into the ridiculous. And do you don't think so. they sort of blend together well enough? Um, I think it, it it kind of literally falls off the cliff. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you get that one? Yeah. See, that's uh, the only thing I don't like about the writing, obviously other than these little things that we're picking up on, is I feel like the writer got to the end, went, oh, loads of police cars. <laughs> well, where do they go now? Well, I'm just going to have to kill them all. What, what, what I kind of feel like with this film is it wouldn't have got made if they didn't put those bits in. Like, they went to the studio and went, you know what, we really like this message, but no one's going to see this because um, it's just, uh, you know, two women driving in a car. We need those big stunts because uh, 1991, this was made, you know, you've got the 80s and the early 90s action films. That's, yeah, that's, this that's is competing the, with the Terminator yeah. too. I mean, here's, a, here's another fact about, an early fact about this is uh, the trailers made it look like a comedy. <laughs> All right. To sell it. Right. So that just shows you that didn't quite know what this was and how to advertise it. There's this humorous moments, but there I would is, never. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say class it's a, it as a comedy. No. There wasn't a comedy, no. Um, so. I like the performance in this. I think uh, the the very subtle differences between the two women yeah. worked really well. They both had their strengths, and then they both really showed their weaknesses, and they picked each other up during mm-hmm. the key moments of the film. Um, it didn't seem like the two characters blended into one person, which is no, really good. No. You need that with a sort of buddy film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think overall, the visual identity, well, obviously going into cinematography uh, soon, I think it, it's 
It fits well. You I know think, what it is? It uh, it feels very Ridley Scott. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, at the beginning... With, Uncle Ridley. Um, with the, we're going to a little bit of costume, is like, at the beginning, they're all kind of glammed up, got the hair done, and, and but after that, they slowly, like, lose all of that and become rugged and, yeah. and you know, yeah. it, to, to, you know... Cut still, the sleeves off. Okay, so you've got a cowboy hat on, and yeah, they get yeah. into that. And they're so all they're really like dusty and yeah, and uh, dirty in the clear change. Um, like and that, 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 that serves like as a really good screensaver on your on your computer, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like you know, you know, there's this certain films that you, you give them like a silhouette and you know exactly what it is mm-hmm. you know you've got you've got the cricket bat is obviously Shaun of the Dead things like that you got like the sunglasses would be like Terminator 2 and the motorbike and then Thelma and Louise is obviously like the T-bird in the desert and they've yeah. both got guns in the hands and cowboy hats yeah it um and that yellowish colour scheme this comes to your head yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Bright, or- orangey bright, bright sun yeah. clear skies road dusty roads dusty that, road, it, yeah. it's, it, it, it has really a very good, distinct yeah. Feel, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. In terms of its overall visual identity, I think it's it's um it's just done really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it feels like its own thing. Like it doesn't feel like it's copying anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we go into cinematography then? Because I think we're going in that direction anyway. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've we've mentioned a lot of, about it anyway. Um, I do have a note somewhere, but I can't remember where it is. Um, the only the thing that I noticed the most that uh, that. It's kind of a bit of a nitpick, you know, when they're driving at night. Yeah. There's always the car light on. You know. I noticed that the yeah. the seats glow. The seats glow. There's yeah. a light. Normally, you could. It's actually against the law to drive with that light on. No, yeah. I learned the other day. Was it not you that told no. me? Somebody told me the other day that it's not illegal to drive with your light on. That's just like no. a, a a lie that your parents tell you, and then you tell well, everyone else. Still. Yeah. yeah? That's right, not illegal. So you you can drive with the light on. Um, I don't know. I don't know why yeah. that came up. It just it's. But it's, you're right. It's very bright. It's but noticeable in this. Yeah. yeah. It's very noticeable, yeah. but you need that otherwise because there's a lot of they're in the car like yeah. all of the time, like ninety percent of the film they're probably in the car, and uh, it, that was the only thing. Um, to be honest, I'm, it's noticeable, but I didn't think it looked bad. Yeah. It's like, hard it, it looked quite nice because it was like this old, you know, the old yeah. leather seats and everything. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It, they're, they're I mean, essentially the, glowing. <laughs> you, you can, I mean, the the reason they're using it is so they can shoot the wide of the car and yeah. approach into the diners and things like that. Um, obviously, a lot of the tracking shots with this, uh, some of the stuff I really liked is, you know, the car will pull up um, to the point, but the camera hasn't been following it. But when then it pulls away, we follow the car yeah. at different points like that. Um, there was a couple of short oneers in this. Mm-hmm. So uh, I noticed that as well. It was a it was a wide shot. The car pulls up to its mark. Mm-hmm. One of them gets out, and then and then the the camera sort of like pans around to yeah. into a close up. So they they just sort of join a lot of their shots together. Mm-hmm. They're not obviously not like these super impressive like six minute oneers or anything. Yeah. There might be some of them in there. I don't know, but yeah. it's sort of like there's just a couple of shots and they connect them together and it keeps the pace of the film up. Mm-hmm. In terms of cinematography, the one thing I really liked about this was the use of um, a single direction of light coming in that had like like a super bright white light and there was just always smoke yeah. and it like it had this like like slightly bluish tone to the mm. sunlight yeah. especially like in the diner and even in a Shooter McGavin's house <laughs> uh, the, the, it was just one the light was always source. it yep. was always just from one direction which would yep. be a window mm-hmm. not a lot of light from the other side other than like mm-hmm. little practicals but it wasn't like this like super fully well lit there was there was a yeah. hell of a lot of contrast in the yeah. film and it, it looked like it had this like grimy old old school american yeehaw sort of yeah. sort of film and i think that's part of the direction as well like it uh it just gives this like really nice tone and you know what it looks kind of like blade runner yeah i can see that that's that of it the dirtiness of it yeah definitely uh one of the shots i really liked i think it's near the end it's one time when they pull into the, the petrol station um and it the the walk the go to the petrol guys or um was the nearest phone the point of the calf and the the track the shot tracks them as they're walking into the calf but we don't go in and we just see it through the window um and then it switches to like inside and even stuff like that you know you you don't you don't hear us say where's the phone you just you the woman just points you know we don't yeah. have to you we know where they're going and it all just kind of lands on a shot. Mm-hmm. So with those type of shots and how wide it is, you get to see the rest of the world. You get to yeah. see everyone around it um, and just the other characters that's in it. What it does give you is that sense of freedom. I don't know how a film can do that. That sense of openness and mm-hmm. and 
because they they start their new lives right they start afresh effectively there's no way they can go back yeah so they've got those that options in front of them of where to go and what to do and mm -hmm. you have to you have to create that feeling for your audience as well mm -hmm. that this is a brand new world i mean they used and a lot of vistas in this and it, didn't they? And it mm -hmm. does that so i think it, it shows i think it does that by showing you a lot of their surroundings and yeah. a lot of their world and a lot of like empty roads and mm -hmm. big mountains and mm -hmm. like oh my god the world's huge yeah. and we can do anything we want i mean it, it makes us want to make a road trip movie like this yeah like it makes us to write something get a couple of characters in a car and just go they're going from point a to point b Give um, them this sandbox. Yeah. Make them play. Just, just and then it's the characters who they meet along the way. Um, maybe that would be a really good TV show because at least you know they've got to do six thousand miles in the car. Like uh, Max and Paddy's Road to Nowhere. Yeah, like Max and Paddy's Road to Nowhere. <laughs> Don't know where you're going. Uh, got nowhere to know. Um, so some, some, some. What did you think? What did you think of the freeze frame ending? Um. Uh, well, if you ask me the question, has it aged? I would say yes. <laughs> Because of the freeze frame ending. Because of the freeze frame ending. They didn't commit to the killing. Well, did you know about the alternative ending? Uh, do you know about the alternative ending? No, I don't. No, what's no. that? Well, it, They jump out, do a flip, <laughs> parachute. get the helicopter, and then fly to Mexico. No, I'm so they get to Mexico. So the alternative ending... No, no. Well, there, there was that as well. But the, the, the alternative ending that they shot, which you can watch on YouTube, which I'd recommend, okay. is that you just see the car fall and, and like... See that I reckon that's and, uh, and Harvey Keitel goes to the end. He just looks down, and it's just just the dead. These yeah. these characters are dead. And then the 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 next shot is a car driving into the sunset. It suggests that it's not. It doesn't imply that it's them that survived. It just implies that car, they're, yeah. they're still um, riding, uh, right. you know, together. See, I don't, I don't even like that as well. But it, the, um, the ending is a bit more optimistic than that because it they, would need it, to leave with them, wouldn't it? We yeah. leave with them. The, the the ending is very optimistic, more than it should be. Because if you did see them fall and die and explode and there's body parts on the go, and you're like, oh god, that's that's really sad. They just that's definitely you see a them, studio involvement. Yeah, that's definitely going. Nah, this we can't be doing this. But but the fact that they freeze framed at the you know the highest the highest possible point. They got they, some mad air, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. For like not going off a ramp. <laughs> Um, you know, they're at the top of their their the, the most euphoric moment in in that you know a car ride before they plummet to their deaths. Uh, I just think it's a bit more optimistic, even though they did die. I'd like to believe that they made it. They ended up jumping I've got completely like a ramp. over the Grand Canyon. Yeah, there was like a ramp. And There's the, a ramp. There the, is, you know, the land, the I land, got, and they get on the other and side. And then they turned into stunt <laughs> drivers for movies. Yeah, I was watching. I, I was. I was Definitely. watching. I think it's on the. Uh, on the comments of some of Thelma and Louise videos I was watching. It was that alternative ending thing I was watching last night. And I've, I, I copied some because I, I was going to read them out because I thought they were funny. So everyone was making jokes like, oh, I think they landed and they went to Mexico and oh, they all landed. And then uh, Dr. Pyro chirps in and goes, everyone who's pretending that they landed okay and drove off and at the sunset are crazy. I'm sure they died. The car probably hit some rocks and exploded on impact, killing them instantly since they it? were so high up. So what Dr. Pyro... Know? thinks they definitely died. Dr. Pyro would think that, wouldn't he? <laughs> and then some people chirp in going, the car wouldn't explode. <laughs> they would definitely die. But um, how the science of why cars don't explode. So people have serious conversations about whether they these people died or not. Uh, and then someone else, Lao Rao, comes in going, you don't get the message. It's important they prefer death over freedom. I mean, freedom over being slaved by men. Anyway, it's a fun comment section. I mean, I mean, the, the comment <laughs> on idiots that, out there. Yeah, the comment on that, but they're not commenting about how they blew up the oil tanker with like four bullets. Like, um, if that is actually how it's done, they really need to look into like making them a little bit safer. Mythbusters did that, and yeah, you can't do that. Not even with tracer rounds. Well, you can if, if, there's, if there's no petrol in the tank and it's literally in its gas form. Yeah. You can shoot through it with like really hot tracer rounds, you know, like glow in the dark yeah. bullets essentially. And that'll spark a flame. But if it's full of, you know, liquefied gasoline, petroleum, well, uh, it won't do not, it. Not with a little you like, can't, it, shooter. You can't light uh, petrol. You can only light the fumes of petrol. Yeah. Well, films in GDA have lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, it's it It's a movie, that's yeah. what we can say. So, suspension of disbelief. I mean, it's cool. Yeah. We're not going to believe it, but... <laughs> but he's like, ah, what are you doing? And then she's got his cap on. Wicked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, we're editing. 
Anything on editing? I thought it was uh, in terms of pacing. It's, think, two, it's about a two-hour film, right? Yeah. I uh, think it, it, it didn't drag. I, I like I like the pace. I think the structure as well. So we, we the first you know, up to twenty minutes. That's when we see um, the guy get shot, and then we then we've got like the bit in the middle where they're figuring it out, and then we get to the eighties action film. Probably is the last twenty minutes. So there's there's, there's clear points in this, yeah. um, and it's within those edited quite well. I do think that there is actually some scenes that are just not necessary. So you know, we cut back to the policeman who they're trapped in the car. First of all, that policeman um, is the oh, worst. Oh, it's the Jamaican dude. Yeah. The, that scene is, is just not needed. It's probably another metaphor for something. I, I don't think, um, the, I don't think the, the scene where they exploded the truck was needed. Yeah. It was just a little happy... Probably probably not. Um, it didn't add to yeah, anything. The, the police that, I suppose it furthers their character. Yeah, it, it ex- escalates, doesn't it, yeah. too? But I just, I just think that. I suppose it shows their... They take, they've taken it too far, then, for yeah, me. Yeah, I suppose it shows their, their confidence is their, their, new, their new selves. Yeah, their new, yeah. Um, Personas. The, the 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 policeman that the log into the car, like he can clearly see Louise walking towards the car. He would have stopped her well before that, and he was just a bit of crap, wasn't he? He was. But, yeah, it, it was, was like, more really of a, bad. It, it was more of a comedic scene. That it was probably yeah. one of the funniest scenes in the film. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very brave from her, and it shows her progression of like I'm yeah. not going to take any any crap anymore. But it's like, it's just it's kind of policeman doing those stupid things, and uh, that other scene where yeah, where the Jamaican turns up. Not he might be Jamaican. I mean, his colours because he was a cyclist, wasn't he? Yeah. He looked like he had Jamaican colours. Yeah. Um, I'm going to assume anything. But he was smoking a pure fatty food <laughs> body, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think the, 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 it's another metaphor in there. It's just like, well, he knows the policeman's in there. He's not going to help them. Uh, and you know he he blows the smoke into the thing. But you don't you don't see anything more about it. Yeah. You just don't you don't it's, need it. You just don't weird. need it. I at feel all. like that was like Ridley Scott's like best mate or something yeah. he's like do you want to be in the film <laughs> oh yeah no I, I, I'll, I'll cycle the set and then he like he turns up and he's like mate you, you're gonna keep that on like <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's meant yeah so for, for me there were certain scenes that, certain scenes that, that, that probably yeah. weren't needed in this I'd like to know why that scene was written in and what the intention actually was because when you think about it like it is unless it, the, it might be an audience thing going oh so what happened to that policeman that was in the car right okay you don't need no, to I know no I know why they did it I know because we, we the whole way through we don't want to portray these these women as bad people because mm-hmm. everything they did they haven't actually harmed anyone except the murdering thing but the, the script it. but this, they, they keep reinforcing in the story in the script that this guy deserved maybe not deserved to die but he certainly wasn't a nice person yep. and we get that through that the 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 waitress in the club mm-hmm. uh, talking about how bad person he is and like oh yeah. maybe his wife killed him so we we that's needed otherwise Thelma and Louise are really bad people that killed a guy yeah so um, everything's kind of so justified everything they've done in the film oh. they've no, haven't actually done done anything to someone they haven't harmed anyone yeah so the fact that he's I think still that, alive that in the scene boot. if that scene is yeah. So they had to go back. They had to go back to show that he was alive. Sure otherwise, he would have He would have. Because otherwise, he would have starved to death. Starved. Or like, I know the guy would have, didn't help him. He would have died from exhaustion or like overheated. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably why he did the it. The guy didn't help him though. Yeah, but that probably implies that he would have. He wouldn't have left. Oh, he's left. He left. Like, <laughs> he's gone like I yeah. scarred on his yeah. bike, isn't he? Uh, uh, sound design. What are you thinking? Um, nothing. Sounds very, very nineties. Oh yeah. The gunshots. Yeah. <laughs> no man the police radio explosions yeah that sounded I don't think it sounds per- uh, like particularly bad it sounds very 90s but a helicopter that you can't that hear until you literally see it and yeah. it's literally four front and front of you and a helicopter wouldn't drive that close to the cliff wall either yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. snap the blades hell of a man. shot though wasn't it yeah, yeah. it was a good shot yeah <laughs> uh, nothing really stuck out it, Sound? it sounds like a 90s action film about, it uh, does I yeah. which is the problem with it I think about, uh, sound Soundtrack. 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 Yeah, it's, it's got a very uh, recognisable This sounds one. very Blade Runner as well. Well, yeah. it's Hans Zimmer. Is it yeah, it's Hans Zimmer. Did he do, Zimmer. Did he so do Blade got, Runner? Uh, no. No, he didn't. He did the second did. Blade Runner. No, did he? Have well, that we can find out. There's a, a search. Have you ever used a search engine before? <laughs> I'm, I'm honest. On, you just oh, on, you just type on. in www.searchengine.com. <laughs> Yeah. And type Google in. I really like the soundtrack of this. Um, it's kind of bluesy. It's bluesy a bit old, isn't it? It's not so much nineties. It's more eighties. Yeah. Because it's obviously now we've got this whole eighties nostalgia synth wave thing coming in, so we recognise that sort of music. Um, it sounds good, yeah, and it's 
and it works well in terms of like having this like weird synthy sound and then also doing the like a little bit of the wild west mm-hmm. and it yeah. encapsulates both at the same time uh, and i'm glad that it doesn't sound really 90s yeah obviously because the 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 driving a thunderbird which is like a 1963 car uh i think um oh yeah it must be i because the beach boys sing about it um it doesn't point towards any like technology yeah which i like uh so like i didn't even think this film came out in 1991 when i was watching it i thought it was like the late 70s and then i was looking it up on imdb when i was watching it i was like oh 91 it's that cusp that early 90s you could, could be anywhere yeah, that's true. <laughs> they didn't find their groove. Yeah. Um, Hans Zimmer did do music on the newest Blade Runner, and I don't think he did it on the other one. I'm looking for that. All oh, right. No, just the newest Blade Runner. So. Um, he kind of Speci- takes some influences, maybe from this. What he did, definitely quite yeah. a few years. Special I mean, effects. Um, I mean the car. I mean, the explosion looked good. Explosion. Yeah, the car going off the side. That was real. That looked real, especially in the in the extended shot. So it was definitely a car falling off. Yeah, a something. yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, yeah. How did they shoot that? Drone? No, drone. Helicopter? Helicopter. They obviously no, had one there. They already had one on set. Um, <laughs> let's go helicopter. I don't actually know. Um, but yeah, they must have launched that because it got some air. Yeah, they, they had it. like uh, eight or nine different yeah, versions yeah. of the car. For different times in the film because well some of them broke down I think it's when I was reading but it's like they get worse and worse and worse the, oh, okay. the, the, the look of them and things like that so and obviously the, the completely smashed one. wrecked a few uh, wrecked a few as well yeah. um, there's a lot of driving so I imagine you know they had a full team behind them of like just fixing them as they went yeah uh, and yeah how do you do it differently we've already spoke about this actually but uh, if you had to sum it up uh, for me it would kind of bring down the the 80s side of it and the explosion so it wouldn't yeah. take away from the message which i think is great i think you know this film i mean i'm going to uh, we're getting into uh, has it aged and yes it has aged but the the tone and what it's trying to um the I think message it, I think it was ahead of its time ahead of its time and especially for now in 2018 um what everything's been going on this year and last year um i think this is a film for for now i think, I think it, it was quite controversial the themes at the time uh, especially with the it was Louise that said it um the line uh was something along the lines of oh, who's going to believe you you were yeah. flirting with them all night yeah. who's going to believe yeah. that that would happen he was, yeah. everyone's going to choose uh, his side which i think picked up a lot of controversy at the time mm-hmm. and it's quite it's quite relevant that that that, yeah. that posing that question on the audience yeah um, and it, it never gives you an answer as well it leaves that question yeah. with you um, so yeah, that's kind of just how I would do it differently. Just yeah. tone that down a little bit and make it so the the message comes across. Um, just yeah, how how would you? Use? Um, I mean, I've only watched it the once, but there wasn't anything in particular that I didn't like, and there was a lot of things in it that I haven't seen before. Well, I feel like it's like the first or the the moment of like it popularized it. Obviously, like the ending is iconic. I knew the ending. I didn't know it was the ending to this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then obviously like shooting the petrol tank and stuff was pretty cool. <laughs> um, it, it tickled my uh, action movie Funny Bone. Yeah. Just it enough. Did, yeah. But then it also like in terms of its message was uh, it was really entertaining. And I feel like the characters changed enough. I was a follow along with them. And then I was empathetic to them as well. Uh, without feeling sympathetic to them, I wasn't. I wasn't uh, feeling sorry for them. Obviously, I was right at the beginning, but then, God, man, get dead, mate. And yeah. I was like, get in. Yeah. I would have done exactly the same thing. Um, has it aged? Yeah, I agree. Obviously, it's aged as well. But I feel like it's it's it hasn't aged. It's just matured, mm-hmm. like a nice cheddar. <laughs> you know, like a strong cheddar. Like you, you, you consume this film, and it's strong tasting, and it's nice, and you, you know, you get that right on your palate. It it hits a, a a very sensitive spot on your on your palate on your tongue. Well, obviously other other films would just be like a like a, a mellow mozzarella. Yeah. All you um, need to do is chop all, off chop off the mouldy bits. Yeah. Yeah. So Rob would chop off the mouldy bits. Yeah. I quite like blue cheese. That's mouldy technically. I feel like if it's blued, I quite like blue cheese. So. Audience, I, I don't know what's going on right now. Is, so, yes, you know, but like. I think it's aged like a fine wine. Don't like wine, so I'm going to use cheese. Right, stop, uh, you stop talking now. Um, uh, how, would, how would you do this differently? <laughs> no, I'm not going to. Uh, I think I'm with you in terms of the cartoonishness of the, mm-hmm. the, the army at the end. Yeah. Um, but I think it's. I think you should just leave it alone. 
Yeah, I, I think is I, I still really yeah. enjoyed. I, I, I really hope the they. Gets I imagine lost. they will in the next few years remake a, a similar film or a remake something like this. Um, but I, I think it's it's good. I think they should just leave it alone. Yeah, I don't think they would get away with the the explosions and stuff now. Yeah, I don't. I, th- I think audience would just go. That's just. Not They'd make them better characters. You yeah, think? The, it would. It would have to turn into the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> it would be a spin-off of the two leads, it, the women leads. I, I haven't seen Fast and the Furious in a while, so I don't know who they actually are. Of them in the Fast and Furious, because they're making a Jason Statham and a Rock spin-off. So why don't they do a female That'll one? Be good. But it would be this movie, but ridiculous. So um, don't do it, <laughs> please. Uh, I'll fa- not watch it. So <laughs> if you do, um, fun facts to finish the uh, conversation. I've off. said all mine. I think um, I the, don't have any. Unfortunately, the, there was loads. Well. There's loads of um, actresses that um, yeah, auditioned for this. My my thing would be there's so many yeah potential actresses that yeah. that wanted this so part nearly got this part. It was Susan Sarandon got the part, or was it Gina Davis already had it? I, I can't remember which one, but one of them got contracted, and it took that long. Um, she then says, well, I'll play anyone. If you find a better lead for Louise, I'll play Thelma, but if it's the other way around, we'll just... Yeah, um, Gina Davis wanted to play Louise, mm-hmm. um, but then... Susan yes, Sarandon, Susan Sarandon came got the part. Got the part um, yeah. And I, th- I think it's, it's, it is, like yeah, it says, it's works, cast, works. cast really well. Um, and no, no other facts, really. Uh, loads of directors as well. They went through like about 60 different directors for this as well just like names that were just dropping out everywhere and um, uh, George Clooney uh, really wanted he auditioned four or five times for the part Brad Pitt played alright so mm. that would have changed it a little bit because George Clooney was obviously uh, probably about 10-15 years older yeah at the time um, obviously Brad Pitt was just very that very boyish, young boyish yeah. charm and I think that probably works yeah. a lot better than yeah uh, what did we did we decide what film we're watching next week um, ah, no, crap. we didn't. Uh, with the magic of um, using the slate, we will be back in just a few seconds. So, what do you want to watch there next week then? <laughs> um, I think we should watch. What should we watch, Christian? Oh, I don't know. Um, what about, what about Sam- Science of the Lambs? <laughs> oh, right, yeah, yeah. Science of the Lambs. Yeah, let's watch that. So, that's a 1991 film uh, starring Jodie Foster. And what's he called again? So Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah, it's all. It's directed by a guy called Jonathan Dem or Jonathan Demi or Jonathan Deem. I've never seen this. Also did scary, some other films yeah. that I'll try and Weird. find. Um, I'm 1991. Um, I've seen the cover for this more than probably any other ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've never. Cool. I've, I'm just gonna. I'm, I'm gonna stay. I know obviously the gist. Hannibal Lecter, right? He, he eats people. But other than that, yeah, I've got go, no he idea. Goes, yeah. <laughs> My dad does that all the time and I don't get it, but I will after I watch it after this week. After this week, you know, the, the Sands of the Lamb references are going to be flying. Cool. Okay, that's the end of you. haven't seen that. I haven't seen it. We have now. We have now. That was nice. Right. <laughs> Trivia round two. <laughs> Trivia round two. Just guess the actresses or act... Do you call them actresses or actors? I don't know. I, th- I, th- I, I think, think it's actors. 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 I think it's okay. just actor now. Just yeah. guess actors, yeah. the actors based on the clip. Um, it is currently 2-1, 2-0 to Rich. Here is the first one. This is going to be easy, so it's going to be fastest to the... Just to talk off the adverts, so we're not uh, advertising anything. Uh, so uh, I hope so everyone's so having a so really <laughs> good podcast today. Right, here we go. Jennifer Anderson. Yes. Oh, I thought it was as well. I've just come off a couple of months binge of friends, so... <laughs> Rob got that one. Uh, next one is this one. Right, she's got an accent in this, so it might okay, I cool. might stir things up. Okay. See if you can hear through the accent. Right. We're not happy, all right? That's a guy, obviously. You know that I could take Danny. You know uh, that Jennifer Lawrence. Is illegal. It is Jennifer Lawrence. Well done. I'm not saying that I would, um, but I'm saying that I could. Uh, Silver Lines Playbook. American Hustle. Like oh, American Hustle is such a bad film, honestly. I disagree. Can it stand American Hustle? Built, built to win Oscars, but shit, shit story. <laughs> <laughs> Last one for this round. Um, hi. So, you all know why we're here. We need a teacher. Oh. Proper teacher. Uh, Kim and Eileen. Nope. One who's had real experience defending themselves against... Oh, uh, Emma Watson. <laughs> Emma Watson. It is Emma Watson, yeah. 
the defense tip, against tip, the dark arts. Tip yeah, of my tongue. Yeah, yeah. Give it away then. <laughs> oh, things have got interesting. Rob has clawed back. 3-2 now. It was 2-0. Ooh. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. <laughs> Rob's winning. Oh, wow. I wasn't expecting that when you mentioned what the quiz was. Right. Uh, any comments, Rich? Yeah, I got a, uh, got a reply from Miss Emily Grew. Okay. She says, uh, Dear Mr. Jasla, that's my name from backstage, uh, she really enjoyed last week's podcast and she is the one of the three people in the world who hasn't seen Rocky but she says she's probably going to oh, yes, give it a go it, it's one of my favourites she says if she was going to recast someone in Back to the Future it would have been Lily James from Baby Driver and yeah, yeah. Cinderella oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah she's good and she thought our suggestions were pretty good too especially Daisy Ridley uh, she says she wants to clear this up my intention wasn't to make you all look bad but to oh. demonstrate how hard it is to actually think of the names of female actors uh, I've also got a comment from Mr. Greg Kane on Facebook. He says uh, it was fun listening to talk about Rocky. He says he's he's watched it about fillion, uh, a million times uh, between ages 9 and 35. He says, um, yeah, the first kiss scene in uh, Rocky was a little bit rapey. So yeah. he, he agrees with us there. Yeah, it was. Um, and he thinks we should watch Million Dollar Baby at some point. Yeah, we, I think we will, yeah. We will. We just want to separate it from Rocky because it's another boxing film, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Sort of. Give it a few weeks. But I do want to watch that, yeah. Yeah, I've got it on Blu-ray, but I've never I remember, watched it. remember when it first came out, it was huge. It was everywhere, Million yeah. Dollar Baby. I think, I think it won it's one of those Oscar ones, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, that and Crash. Yeah. Apparently Crash is... I've got that on DVD, but apparently it's Crash... <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> uh, he also that says, uh, Richard, congratulations, do not watch Rocky 5. That's the one to skip. <laughs> it is, yeah. And Creed 2's uh, trailer's just out. Go check that out. Looks good. Ivan's back. <laughs> Ivan Drogo's back. No bad. way, is he really? Oh, yeah. But his son. Oh, <sighs> yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, do you want to do another round and then we'll wrap yeah, this up? I like them comments. I like when you get comments. Just It shows that people are listening. And then if anyone wants to comment, you can uh, you can do that on Twitter at the filmlook or email in thefilmlook at gmail.com. Just put the subject line podcast or send us a message over on Facebook. Quite easy to find. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash the filmlook. Cool. Right, final round. Right, Rob came back in this one, so you need to get them right, Rich. Right. Obviously. It's okay. the game, isn't it? Can't get them wrong. Right, here's the first one. <laughs> do you remember last summer at Cape Cod? I know you haven't seen this film, but you've definitely heard of this actor. No. Man, you've seen her in a bunch of stuff. She's normally got red hair, short. Is that right? Nope. No? Nope. A different actress then? Is this one, the film where she's got dementia? No. Nope. Different film again. It's like just I was thinking of. Can I give you a hint? He was he was checking into the hotel and he was Yeah, give us a hint. I don't know what the hint would be, to be honest. I just tell us them. I don't <laughs> think I'm gonna get it. You're gonna get rich? Nah. Concede. It's uh, Nicole Kidman that one. Oh well, yeah. It was it eyes wide shut. The other guy you heard there was Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, yeah. Oh, right. It was it's a good uh, film. It you should Nicole watch that. Kidman, yeah. mm-hmm. It was. <laughs> <laughs> right, the next the next one is this one. That's okay. You can get one wrong. Let's just talk over the adverts so you don't... Is everyone having a good podcast? (laughs) We need to fix that. Right, here's the third one. No, the second one, sorry. We're not going to make out or anything. What? I'm sorry. I just, like, totally ruined that moment, didn't I? It's just that, like, we're not going to make out, okay? No, no, no. I hadn't planned on trying. It's, um... Who is it? I know who it is. I know who it is. is. uh, Just give us a moment. You know what I do when I feel completely unoriginal? Just... Can I no, search for a film no, that's just in? No. I, I make a noise or I do something that no one has ever done before and then I can feel unique again, even if it's only for like a second. Can I tell you about five films she's in? And Go then, on then. Um, she's in... Um, oh, man. She's in a film that we've watched on the podcast. Yes, she is. She plays... Ah, can I take us? They'll get it. Um, <laughs> it's... Um, <laughs> It's uh, oh, Rob is looking so uncomfortable. I right know now. who it is, and I know what she's in. <laughs> I've just watched the film with that in. Um, she's won a few things. Um, 
Go on, name some films she's in. Might help no, because he'll get him. He'll get well, her. that's the risk you're going to have to take. I'll just, I'll, we'll just play this out as long as, <laughs> until I remember. Um, no, we'll have to count down. Uh, um, just be quiet. And then we'll, yeah, you see good. things because it's a podcast. Say again. I'll, I'll just continue playing the clip. So no one's ever done that. Well, that's no, not, not him. No, you just witnessed a completely original moment in human history. It's refreshing. You should try it. Oh, no, no. No, come on. Natalie Portman. Yeah. Oh, Natalie Portman. I went through Star Wars. I went through <laughs> Thor. I went through that one about GFK she's just been in. And uh, Jackie. obviously, Jackie and obviously the film. Leon. Watch, Leon, what watched yeah. on the podcast. Oh, I got that. Oh, I think well I'm lost. You have. Was so you? it's 4-2 it's four, it's four to Rob. He pulled it back from 2 now. Do you have another one? I've got one more. Should I do one more? This yeah, one's one more. this one's easy because it's uh, an animation and we always remember animations easier. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres, what was called? Ah, uh, the blonde one. Ellen yeah. DeGeneres. Oh, Dory. That was, that was Dory, Dory from yeah. Finding Nemo. Oh, that was exhausting. I know, that. I did better than I thought. <laughs> um, wicked. Uh, hopefully, that was for you, Emily. Hopefully, we'll remember more, more female but I think we did well. Yeah, we did, did well. That, there was only two we didn't get, so it was Judy Garland and um, Nicole Kidman. But that was quite hard, Nicole Ju- Kidman. Ju- in the Judy Garland one, yeah. I think. Uh, unless you know her. Yeah, you know her name. Especially. Right, yeah. um, so I think I win that one. Don't worry, we'll find out the... No, you definitely do. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll find out the scores and then... Yeah, um, Jared Johnson, at Agent Jaren on um, Twitter, is going to message us because he will know the scores at some point. And if he doesn't, then... He doesn't really uh, dedicate his time to this yeah. podcast. <laughs> and if you dedicate your time to the podcast, let us know. Um, um, send us a tweet. I'm just going to do a little plug. And as always, uh, thank you for listening to this week's podcast.